Hey guys, this is Joseph checking in on the My Best Friends podcast with my co-host Eduardo. Just here to talk about UFC shit as per usual or anything that we feel like. If that gets the time in, usually we go for however long we feel like. But uh, I guess one thing to start on would be something interesting that I picked up last night when watching uh, Khabib and Justin's manager since we're heading into Fight Island right now. Khabib and Justin's manager, Ali Abdelaziz, on uh, the Schmo Zones podcast, a.k.a. the Schmo, his podcast, and uh, right around the 20, 29-minute mark, he starts talking about uh, what I believe interpreted as the Justin Gaethje versus Tony fight that worked out because Khabib pulled out what we believe and we're told because of complications of the UFC scheduling, not being able to figure out a venue, and... Ultimately, the coronavirus, which we still deal with on a day-to-day basis, but um, pulled out because of that. But Ali Abdelaziz, when said at that point in time, I don't know whether or not it was a mistake, said that he pulled out from the Tony fight due to injury, and Justin wasn't the first choice that he went with uh, Connor. Connor. So, but Connor didn't want the fight, and uh, Justin got it. But it was a little odd, so to speak, that. He slipped up and said it was an injury, don't you think? Or do you think I'm just looking too far into it? Uh, they could be protecting him. I mean, Habib has an aura about him that, you know, he's always showing up to fight. Yeah, like not to mention another fighter, but a pull-out king, in Connor's words, kind of similar to Aldo. Right. I mean, we both love Aldo. Both. I mean, you love you like Khabib, I love Khabib. And uh, he does have a similar hic- record of pulling out all the time. Right, like I said, it could just be that Ali was trying to protect his fighter, but, you know, when you are been doing as many interviews as he is, I'm sure shit's bound to slip up once in a while. Yeah. Because uh, when you look at the video when he's being interviewed and he kind of, you know, catches himself after he says it for the second time, he's, he kind of... Keeps talking. No, <laughs> he, he kind of gives that stare, you know, looking out into the abyss like... Damn, I really just let that slip up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, the body language and everything. Like, it just seemed odd. I was like, what is going on here? I don't know. It caught me off guard for sure. Because I listen to everything those guys do or say in their interviews. And Ali doesn't really catch me as a liar. A little bit of a promoter sometimes. So maybe doing some job, little lies you know, or whatever. But and when you have a stable of champions like he does, you yeah. know, it's hard not to, you know, brag about your guys. But True that. But I think I think uh, Ali kind of maybe, I mean it's all speculations. Only he knows and Habib knows. But I know I can't believe the schmo didn't follow up, right? Yeah, so unless <clears throat> unless we all completely miss something. Because I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong. We're both to- we're both big UFC fans. Both Tony fans. You're you love Tony. I like Tony. I love Khabib. You like Khabib. And the previous fight, Tony pulled out, right? And then Habib fought Ali Quinta. Right. Right. So, I don't think he could be making a mistake in saying, like, oh, Khabib pulled out with an injury, because that was two fights ago. Yeah, because I think their their last their last scheduled fight between Habib and Tony was going to be the introduction to Fight Island, right? Yeah. But then, you know. No, no, no. It no? was just going to be the fight, and then COVID hit, and then we needed to secure a venue after that. Well, that's why they were going to. I think they were trying to introduce Fight Island with these guys. I could be wrong. If I, mean, well, I don't think Fight Island was ready yet because yeah. they were going to just do it in Abu Dhabi in general. 
and then that wasn't going to happen, and then they went to well, anyway, Mohegan Sun. Point is, I think that was the last time they were scheduled, you know. Then obviously, Habib left, yeah. left the country. You know, we could only assume per the UFC's uh, orders, you know, that, hey, we're going to try to do it in Abu Dhabi, but then Abu Dhabi started falling apart, and obviously, he's like, well, I'm going to go to Russia, and then, you know, everything got shut down. But my point is, that was the last scheduled the fight agreement. I think the one previous to that was when Tony got injured, right? When he ripped his knee apart. Yeah. That's when Al tripped up. on a cord. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out where in the timeline, I guess. <coughs> yeah, because that's what I was thinking about, too. And I was like, I, unless Ali just made a mistake when he was speaking, I don't see, like, why. Like, I mean, fighters go into fights injured all the time. Maybe he just meant, like, Habib had an injury, and that's not why he pulled out ultimately. You know, because right. even the UFC went on record saying it was complications and location and scheduling. So, I mean, ultimately, who knows? I just thought it was a good a good talking point, really, and something to bring up for some hardcore fans that might check out a podcast or listen to what we have to say. But um, what about the news that came out this morning with, uh, you know, the title fight that we were both looking forward to and no had a lot of speculation to? Yeah, no love. Cody Garbrandt, another injury. Is he injury prone? Uh, it's too early to tell. I mean, you I could mean, ar- you could argue he is. I mean, but uh, but uh, it's a good his, question, right? Yeah, but his first, I think his first injury was just a, an accumulation of things, and it was his back, right? Yeah. That's what put him on the sidelines. But he said it was really bad. So, I mean, it kept him out for almost a year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But I mean, I think the torn bicep is. Uh, I wouldn't say it's normal, but I mean it's uh, expected, I guess. And you know, when you're a fighter and you train as much as they do. Yeah, Paulo just tore his. So. Yeah, I don't think it's anything out of the realm of the norm for them. I think it's just one of those uh, "it is what it is" moments. Yeah, I feel you. Unfortunately for him, he's going to be out for nine months to a year. They made Paulo sit and wait. So even though he had a fake doctor's note. Yeah. <laughs> I think the I think Cody will get better from this though, probably, and have the time like the time off is gonna do nothing but good for that for somebody like him that's been knocked out a couple times. Right. You know what I mean? Especially if he can't really go and fucking train and throw punches. I'm assuming he's not gonna be sparring. You'll do like other type of shit, maybe some footwork or something. But do you think but... they're still gonna give him a title shot when he comes back? No, not at flyweight. I mean, it depends how that division looks. I mean, Davidson's so big too, Figueiredo, so. He might go up. I mean, he's just huge. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I expected him to be bigger than Cody on, what, on like, fight night. So, uh, he might go up by then. Cody says he can make the weight. He looks relatively small and slim. I believe him. I think he could do it with relative ease. So, maybe he'll go down there and just get the title fight. Who knows? It, it really just depends how the division looks or what's happening. Nothing really ever goes exciting on down there. So, probably... Do you think if he wins the title, he defends it? Or do you think he's going to... Absolutely. I think Cody... Uh, or do you think he'll would, No, I think he would like to fight for the 35 right, right away. But Cody seems like somebody that would try to defend the 25 as well. Like both belts. He kind of strikes me like with that Amanda Nunes vibe type of shit. Like just the honor in him when he talks about fighting and like the way he... This is what he loves to do. I don't think, uh, I do think it, it would be a lot for money, almost 50-50, but I think more of it would be like him wanting to be a badass, like a competitor, 
and probably take out somebody else at 25 and then do the same at 35 again. I, I think he wants his 35 belt back, but I think he wants 25 belt and a defense for legacy. Do you think he's able, he would be able to defend it, though? There's some killers down there. Dude I don't know. I don't even think he... I don't think he was going to beat Davis and Figueroa. Like, to, I thought he was going to get knocked out, to be real. But his boxing is so much cleaner. His footwork's cleaner. It's just... Davidson fucking cracks, dude. Well, they both and, crack. uh, But I think Davidson cracks on a more regular basis, to be honest. I think that uh, Cody probably hits harder in, in general. When a full power punch, full power punch. But... Uh, Davidson's probably not going to get caught by that full power punch the way that uh, I mean, he just caught. Fast. What's his name? They're super fast. Yeah, I just don't think he would. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, like the way that Cody's last fight ended, that wouldn't happen to Davidson. I think that uh, he would just stay in the pocket relatively smart if he had him hurt. And but we don't know that. Kind of fuck him up. The way uh, you were talking about on uh, our last episode, the way uh, Corey Anderson, Dominic Reyes, all of them are uh, hands happy. And you have, you have to assume that Figueroa is in uh, riding sky high right now after he knocked out Benavides the way he did and just handled him soundly in two different fights. Yeah. So you know mean, his ego's through the roof. And, like, let's be real, Cody wasn't having a good day until his last show went at the office. So, like I said, I, I just predicted that we would see uh, Davidson win the fight, to be honest. I kind of thought he was going to stop him, too. Which I was really worried about. So, I'm not sure. I mean, it'll be a good fight though. It would have been a good fight. I don't know if that fight will still happen. I think if it does happen, that it'll happen at 35 now. Instead of 25. Because like I said, I think Davidson's big. He was bigger than... Benavidez is, is considered big for that weight class. And he was bigger than Benavidez on the night for sure. And then he's shredded too. So... I think he would be 35 maybe by the time next year. Who knows, though? It's only a year away. And then um, maybe if he still has the belt, they fight for it. But uh, Do you think, if uh, not, if he does relinquish the belt to go up, I think that uh, that fight would take place again at 35 because they were already talking shit. And Cody does, doesn't like shit talkers, you know what I mean? So he's going to go fight somebody that he wants to fight. So. Do you think they make Cody fight uh, Sugar Sean when he comes back? God, I hope that fight happens someday. Like, I like all those Instagram posts from Sugar Sean O'Malley. Fucking Cody stepped out and all that shit. But uh, I don't know, man. It really depends on what Sugar does. He he can't come back and fight Sugar. Like, it just depends on how good Sugar looks in his next outing and stuff like that. Let's say Sugar fights one more this year. Wins, you know. <clears throat> Not, it doesn't have to be a spectacular knockout. Like he just puts on a good performance. Yeah. You think they offer him Cody or vice versa? Mm, maybe. <clears throat> maybe. I think fifty-fifty. Just depends. Like what's going down and all that shit. What really. Think, but I, I, I personally think if if Sean O'Malley does good in the UFC, we won't see a lot of close performances with him. I think we'll see a lot of. Is he like performances, or we're gonna see him just not do well in the UFC in general? The way that he strikes and like knows how to manage distance and stuff kind of reminds me of him a lot. So I don't think we'll see a lot of close fights with uh, Sean O'Malley. It'll either, like I said, it'll either he won't, he just won't do well in the UFC, or all his wins are gonna be pretty dominant. I, I feel like. So go big or go home. That's it. It's only two options he gets. Yeah.
Like, he's he's not going to be in a lot of close fights in the UFC, for sure. The way his striking is just too advanced. So are you saying there's just no competition for him? I just think his striking is too advanced. I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, either he's just not going to have a good career, like, being healthy-wise. But uh, I don't think he's going to have a lot of close fights. I mean... His striking's just too good. Look what Izzy's doing. Do you not? You don't think Izzy's gonna have? Uh, like, you think Izzy's gonna have any competition anytime soon? Looking at the middleweight division. I mean, I still think Costa could beat him. I still think you all could beat him. I, don't I know. really do. I mean, I mean yeah. Yoel's leg was just as fucked up. I mean, it's shocking he was able to survive that long, but his leg was just as fucked up. So. Izzy's only, Izzy's only getting better. Yeah, as as uh, Paulo Costa's. Like, and it was a longer experience, longer, like, you know, longer period of time. And then Paulo Costa had less kicks, shorter period of time, and his leg was probably just as bad as Joel's. So in that regard, I'd say Izzy's just getting bigger. And he looks stronger. Like, he's just getting stronger, too. He's filling out a little bit more. But, I mean, he is already 30. Mm-hmm. I don't think his age really matters. I mean, he's in his prime, right? Yeah, he's definitely in his prime for sure. 100%. There's no doubt about that. But, I mean, just to uh, answer your, your question again, I still think Costa could beat him. I'm not saying, you know, we already saw what about that first uh... attempt. I still think you all could beat him, if you know. It all depends if you all wants to, I guess, push himself to that extent of, you know, being a champ. Right, Derek Brunson will never beat him. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> the way I see it, it's pretty much those three guys at the top for the foreseeable future. Right. What about that uh, Edmund oh. Shabazzan's kid? You know what I mean? That uh, Ronda Rousey's boy, the kid, oh, his coach. What's his name? I can't remember. Edmund Shabazzan. No, I think that's the coach, right? No, his name's Edmund Treba or whatever, right? But. What about him? Does he well, have a future someday? No, he just got pieced up by Brunson, right? Well, not pieced up, but it was competitive. I mean, until briefly. He got tired, yeah, know? I was like briefly. Mm-hmm. He looked like he had an adrenaline dump for sure. Yeah, but I mean, Derek Brunson's a, I mean, a vet. Yeah, he's yeah putting it nicely. Yeah, he's a vet. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Izzy's gonna have a lot of competition soon. Yoel's old as fuck. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Like, he's going to fight forever. Yeah, he looks like a fucking 20-year-old and all that shit. But fucking... I don't know, man. I don't think Yoel's going to be fighting too much longer. And yeah, I don't is, see him... I don't see him getting a title fight anytime soon, especially at middleweight after that showing and how spectacular Izzy is, you know, by all accounts. So the UFC's not going to put something together like that again just to see a shit show. Because... I don't see Yoel doing anything differently. It was obvious his whole plan was just to try to frustrate him or land barely enough shots to edge out a victory. And uh, fortunately, that didn't happen. So I don't think that fight will ever happen again. So when you say, what do you, uh, you know, taking the Yoel side, what do you say about him running away? Like, you know, just straight up running away. I mean, I don't really think Yoel's running away from, like, what do you think? What are you saying? Like, running away from what? No. The, the way you could argue that uh, Nate or Connor ran from Nate, you know, actually running away the way. Like Alistair did one yeah, time? Yeah, uh, Alistair ran from. But, I mean, are you saying, like, that as a strategy in a rematch? No, I'm just, I'm just going. Because you never off, really did that. I'm going off their first fight. Oh. How when Yoel, the very, very few couple times he did. Try to engage. Adesanya visibly ran away. Oh yeah, Adesanya. I thought yeah, because 
previously you said you were running away. No. But, um, no, I feel you with that. So I mean, but that's not the sport. Unfortunately, Pride was doing things like that, taking away points or something. What would you say? I don't think Izzy's scared of either of them, but would you say he was more afraid of uh, Yoel's power than he is, was of Costas? No. Uh, I think he just acknowledges it. I wouldn't even use the word afraid with somebody like Izzy with 100 fights deep experience. I mean, it's obvious Izzy has power too. He knocks people out. Mm-hmm. So, with precision and, and power as well. But, uh... I just think he's just aware of it and knows what to do, has the experience to avoid it, things like that. But I don't know. I wouldn't say his running away is even comparable to what, you know, he just kind of circles out and then gets right back in. He just does it cleaner, I guess. Do you think loser fights uh, between uh, Robert Whitaker and uh, Jared Cannonier should fight Costa? No. Oh, loser? Yeah. That'd be cool. Because both those fights are cool for him. That's what he should go for. Or he should just move up and try. I mean, he'd get. I don't think his ego would let him move up after, you know, getting TKO'd like that. To getting raw dogged. Yeah. Shout out to our sponsor, Darren Tuff. But, uh, raw dog entertainment. But, uh, nah, I don't know. I think that would be the fastest shot to another belt, though, too. And if he gets a win just right away, he's he could fight Jan, you know? Like, like Chael Sonnen, our Uncle Chael always says, uh, Fresh coat of paint. He's zero and zero at that weight class. He's undefeated at at light heavyweight, just like he was at middleweight. So one win gets him a title shot. And then who would he fight then? Who would be his welcome? I got the perfect one. I mean, I, I don't know, but per- I got the perfect welcome. Dude. Just like to finish off that statement, it's no. like uh, right away, Izzy's already talking about wanting to move up, fight for the two hundred five belt. He could be like, you really want this belt? Come get it. Like, And then immediately say, like, and if I beat you, I want to go back down and fight you at uh, 185, you know, invite his belt. But I think a good welcoming fight. Damn, honestly, Alexander Gustafsson should cut back no. down and make the no. weight. And if not, Rumble Johnson would be a fucking welcoming party. He's supposed to come back in February, according to uh, Ali Abdelaziz on the Schmoes podcast. So, I mean, who's your pick? Rumble. Rumble would be the perfect welcoming party. So it's either Alex should cut back down and be like, what's up, bitch? Welcome to my division. I don't know or Rumble should just lay his ass out with a left high kick and fucking call it a day. I don't know if Gus Asensio wants to fight anymore the way he used to fight or compete. Because just to finish off, like I said, the left high kick uh, is, I believe, what Izzy caught Apollo with. Yeah. So He was setting him up with And Rumble's got too. a fucking way more powerful left high kick. But you know what? Rumble re- uh, recently reacted to the loss and said in his reaction, the loss that Paulo had, as I'm speaking of, and in his reaction, he says that, like, and uh, later in his reaction, he says that he sparred with Izzy before and Izzy fucked him up. Like, he's like, it was right after Izzy had, like, a fi- like a, t- um, a kickboxing match. And he was like, yeah, Izzy came and just beat my ass. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was kind of surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, but is, is that... The version that Izzy, quote unquote, beat his ass—the one that's been out of training for the past two, three years—or was that the Rumble that just fought for the title? No, it was Rumble that was just getting into a camp. He said, and Izzy was just after a fight, like and ended ended the fight healthy and ready to go. Right. So I'm saying, so there is a difference in the quality of the Johnson fight or fighter that he fought. I don't know. You mean... That's my train like, of thought. Because he didn't fight a, a Rumble Johnson that's been actively fighting. Or I think he was actively fighting because he doesn't reference when this was happening or not. But like I said, it was at the start of a camp while Izzy was at the 
basically at the end of a camp healthy and ready to go still. So I wouldn't say like anything crazy, but it seems like Rumble and Paulo would be a good way to hit him back to the belt and also just... I think that would benefit both of them. If, you know, there's all... I don't think that fight does anything for Rumble. I think it does because it proves he's still a competitor. Why? Because Paulo's a competitor? Yes. He just fought for a title. He's arguably a competitor. He's definitely a former title challenger, which makes you something. I mean, that's why... Yeah, I mean, I'm a Kevin Lee fan, and let's be fair, that could be why he's been able to get such high-profile fights for so long, because he's a former title challenger, quote-unquote, because of the interim belt. So. You already know how I felt about Kevin Lee. I mean, it I is what it is. overrated as fuck, and I think it's disrespectful that he compares himself to so many of the more accomplished fighters, and he complains like... He's owed everything. I think Kevin has all the tools to be a champ. I just don't know what holds him back. He doesn't I don't know if it's heart. mental or heart. It's heart. He doesn't have the heart. He definitely has all the tools, though. But um, I knew he didn't have the heart when he lost to Tony Ferguson the way through that tra- the tantrum. Well, Kevin, Kevin Lee's a good transition because we just jumped into Fight Island, obviously. Starting back up. Fight Island's main event is going to be Khabib versus Justin. And uh, we can get into that a little bit. But first, the main event for this weekend... Holly Holm versus Andra. I don't know how to say her last name. I can't remember. But um, she's pretty... I think it could be obviously a title a title contender fight, which is crazy because Holly's been in so many. But if she has a dominant performance, she could be fighting for the belt right away, don't you think? I don't see Holly Holm fighting for the title anytime soon. Even if she fucking Even like goes in wins. there and knocks her yep. out? Yep. So then what's next for Holly if she wins? I don't know. Does Another it? contender? This is kind of the first time in a long while that I can remember that Holly Holm hasn't really fought for a title or fought an opponent to set her up for a title. Let's be real. She kind of beat Jermaine Demandamine, though. She did beat her. She straight up beat her. She just got robbed. And they, and they could have taken a point away. Yeah, like I said, like she, got she beat her regardless of that situation, I felt like. Yeah, it was a robbery. Poor Holly. She's always such a tank when she gets into the octagon. She's huge. I mean, her her previous one was against uh, Pennington. She weighed in at 136 today. I mean, I as her why, opponent did as well. I don't see why she would kill herself for that extra pound, right? I mean, unless it's easy, right? Unless that pound comes off with ease, I don't see why either. Yeah, if, so. if you have, if you can lose one extra, you know, avoid but, having to lose one extra pound. If it doesn't <laughs> bother you, then just don't do it. For me, for Holly, and well, I mean, if I was the USC, she'd have to be like everyone they put in front of her. Like, I wouldn't say handily, but she has to beat everyone going forward. Just side note, do you think that, obviously, this kind of is void for somebody like Holly and um, Connor no longer does this anymore, but on his way up, uh, he was making 145 a lot. Do you think that, you know, contenders that are trying to make a statement and go up should be making championship weight, you know, even if they're not fighting for belts? Uh, I don't know. I think that's, I feel like that would take a lot on a fighter's body. And that's more for the hardcores that are noticing that something like that, huh? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I mean, I feel like I talk about Tony a lot, but you know, you could go back to Tony's last fight. He cut weight for fucking twice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, made championship weight twice. Like, and not you know, with a big break in between. You know, what was it like? Maybe a month. Yeah, but I mean, just like we said, the hardcores all noticed. We yeah. all remember that, and we'll probably never forget. Like Tony made weight twice. <laughs> yeah. Tony's okay. that type of guy, right? Tony's that type of guy. Tony's the type so, of guy to renegotiate his opponent's contract, <laughs> according but, uh, to Dustin. <laughs> that's just that's just my train of thought, you know. But I uh, feel like if they're gonna 
put that much effort to cut weight, you know, to make championship weight when, I don't know, I don't feel like that would benefit them. Right. I feel like that would just take off more than they should. But I mean, what do I know, right? It's a good mental, mental fuck for their opponents. Isn't there another bantamweight women's uh, fight on that card as well? Uh, I think it's, uh, well, Jermaine Durandamy, right? Yeah, Jermaine Durandamy is on that card. So, but there are fucking two fights previous. I mean, if Holly has a better performance than Jermaine Durandamy, she could be fighting for the belt. Or the two it. winners of, of tonight are going to fight each other. for the title. That's what I'm saying. So the two winners of that fight are going to fight each other and then fight for the belt? Or whoever has the best performance is going to fight for the belt? I feel if... Because uh, there's not a whole lot of contenders. And yeah, Amanda yeah, wants to fight. Right. I feel if Holly and Jermaine both win, I think they should rematch. Yeah. And for then, sure. And and from there, you could argue that could be a, a contender's fight. But even then, I don't see it. Yeah. It really just depends on how how good they how good everybody looks that night. Right. Obviously, four women have the chance to make their case, you know. So, That's, but I'm I mean, just, I'm just saying because uh, I'm a huge Holly Holm fan. I've been a fan of her since she joined. But uh, I'm not gonna act like I care about the rest of the card. But obviously, we have the Natural Born Killer on there as well. He's the he- well. Let me finish my my thought real quick with Holly. I just for me, if I'm the UFC and you know. It's obvious Dana likes her, or someone likes her in the organization. Because she still gets amazing fights. Offering right. amazing fights. For her to fight for a title before she retires, which that's what she brought up recently. She's going to have to win all her fights. And yeah. If, and if she wants to get it, uh, I guess, fast track, you know, say within this her next fight or whatever. She's going to have to knock him out. Yeah, like I said, she'll have to have a great performance. Jermaine, she just fought and lost against Amanda the GOAT, but I don't think she's another one that's going to get a title shot anytime soon. If they beat each other again, like fight each other again. Yeah, that's why I said, I mean, that's the only argument you could kind of make. Yeah. I mean, Amanda's already beat both of them. For sure. But if they fight each other, they can definitely be worthy of the rematch. Right. But then we got fucking... I mean, then Carlos Condor is coming back against Court McGee. Natural born killer. NBK. Court McGee can fight, though. That's a good fight. I feel like... I think it's a good testing point to see if Carlos can still have it or not. Oh, to he be just real. lost to uh, Michael Chiesa, right? Yeah, but he looked good until he just got caught. Like, But Michael's Michael's uh, like back defense and like submissions are good, man. But he, I, so. think he's on, uh, I think he's on a like, seven-fight losing streak. I mean, um, what, is this BJ Penn-esque is what you're saying? I mean, that's what we're looking at. He hasn't looked as bad, though. He just called for the Nick Diaz rematch. <laughs> he said probably won't throw as much spinning shit. because it didn't fight losing streak. He said probably won't throw as much spinning shit if he gets a Nick Diaz rematch because it didn't really work the first time. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously Nick isn't going to take that fight. He might if he, if, he has so. a good, if he has a really good performance and looks like Carlos Condit that we all know and love to tomorrow night, he might. Might take that fight. I don't see Nick tasting like... We talked about last time. I don't see Nick settling for anything other than a top top five, but that's dreaming. Realistically, top ten. Realistically, top ten. And Carlos is not in the top ten. No, I don't even think he's ranked. If he comes out here, though, and looks like Cowboy did against Rick Story, I believe it was, where he landed that fucking five-piece combo, that was like the cleanest five-piece combo ever when he finished it with that head kick. 
I mean, Carlos is going to get a, a pretty big fight for his next fight, if he does that. But he would literally have to come out and have a super dominant performance. Then they're just going to argue. How long does Carlos want to keep going? Yeah. Is he fighting? I mean, he's already fight? threatened to retire years ago. Yeah, but so. is he fighting to fight? Is he fighting because he's broke? Cause, I, I mean, think he's, he's fighting to no, fight. Cause, no, because he's already hinted that he's, you know, not financially set, you know. Honestly, really? I don't think, yeah. He brought it up in a couple of past interviews. I've never heard that I doubt. I doubt that he's, you know, broke and hurting for money, but, I mean, the crazy sport we all know and love, it's, it's a crazy thing when you just bet on the human body to be... You know, your main income, source of income. Yeah, I don't really know about any of Carlos's outside business ventures, if any, so... Exactly. <clears throat> I mean, we know TJ has few business ventures. Dominic has a business venture now that he's pushing a lot. Well, that and Dominic is... Uh, you know, other and then his other jobs, like his analyst jobs, broadcasting jobs, and commentator jobs... Yeah, like he has like three different jobs that he has outside the UFC, plus his own little business venture with his school. So it's like we know about fighters like Carlos Condit that have like reps like him and fan bases like him and know about what they're doing. I don't really know about anything Carlos is doing. So, I mean, maybe all he does is like to fight, though, too, you know? Yeah, he mean, seems like that type of guy. Yeah, yeah. Especially Obviously. with Mike Bisbing's fucking story of him fucking up that special ops guy. So. Yeah. Seems like just a guy that likes to fight and isn't afraid to fight, so something's just wrong. Maybe he's not very good with his money, but maybe he just doesn't really care about anything else other than fighting when it comes to business-wise stuff, so. I mean, at a certain point, you you got to start weighing the, the risk and benefits, too. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, he's getting up there. But he made it, he, uh, I don't know I if mean, you heard Dan Hardy's interview recently, but he said that it would be a decent idea to have a Legends division well, that's a veterans like, division and to be honest like it seemed like a good idea when he said it out loud but then they recently asked carlos condit about it in his interview i don't know if you watched his interview but they asked him about it and he said they don't need a legends or a veterans division when we just have matchmakers and i was like he's like that's what they're for like you just make good fights like not trying to put somebody up against killers all the damn time and i was like well that makes a lot of sense wouldn't you agree well, I mean, it's true. I mean, the, I think two cards ago, we, we had the the trilogy fight to close off an amazing career between uh, Big Nog and Shogun, right? So you could argue you don't really do need the, the Legends League, but I mean, that's what Mike Tyson's doing with the, that company, kind of. Yeah, that's started. weird, though. Just a side note, that company will be everything. Did you know that? He said it would be like boxing, baseball, like a lot of different yeah, sports. I mean, I think better. it's smart. Yeah. I think it's smart. Super smart. But I don't know if it would work, you know, like in the UFC. I don't think you'll see a lot of UFC fighters cause doing that because a lot of UFC fighters, maybe if Dana, because Dana does have a really good relationship with Mike Tyson. So, but I'll, but just to finish what I was saying is a lot well, of UFC fighters fight retire before their contract is up, so they still have like a lot of these retired fighters under contract. So I mean, they'd have to be released to go fight in this league, so to speak. But, or you could just do it under the this uh, boxing promotion that Dana's been working on for like the past what five years. It feels like Zufa Boxing. Yeah, I mean. He still brings it up occasionally. Sometimes. Zufa Boxing's dead. You heard it here first on the <laughs> My Best Friends podcast. Sponsored by Raw Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Not but, really, uh, but we love to be. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's just, that's, so I, I understand uh, that point of view of not needing it. 
Yeah. When you just have good matchmakers. good matchmakers, people that aren't trying to kill our kill our veterans. Right. So, like I said, we just had a good example of that between Shogun and. Uh, do you think they were Nogueira. trying to fuck up Frankie Edgar with Yair Rodriguez, <laughs> or do you think Yair's manager fucked that one up? Um, I don't think I don't know. I mean, that's the that's the name of the sport. You feed the the old to the young, right? Yeah. yeah they were just seeing if he was ready. Yeah, I mean, just there's only one way to find out, right? Frankie will never not be ready, right? Right. Probably never not be a contender <laughs> anywhere he goes. I think he proved that in that fight. But he, um, he had a very tough fight against uh, God. Nunez, he's right, in his he's debut. fucking good. So Frankie's really good. Frankie's a goat, dude. He's one of the few, few people I could honestly say that I'd be starstruck if I ever met in real life. Yeah, I'd be starstruck for a few of the UFC fighters that ever seem really cool. But um, back to Fight Island, Gaethje and Khabib, the main event that we're all waiting for. Justin gets him. TK. Yep. We're going to be breaking this down, obviously, a few times. But uh, as the pipe just keeps building. But I'm going to stick to what I said. I think Khabib's just going to submit him. I predict second or third. At the late, I don't think that fight's going to go the distance. I mean, if it does, it's, it's Khabib's going to. I think Khabib will have the victory if it does go the distance. It'll just be like, wow, Justin's extremely tough. But. Um, I predict Khabib with a with a submission no later than the fourth, but I'm really thinking second or third, for sure. This is what well, I is what I think. I think that all we uh, can do is go after the two last fights, right? We got Justin and Tony. Look what Justin did to Tony. No, I don't see anyone else doing that to Tony. Well, I think Justin. And I think Khabib likes. We have Khabib and Connor, and you could say. I mean, me, I'm not a big fan of Connor. You right. know, I don't really care about him, but. Habib did get tired in that fight, and I don't see Justin getting tired in the Connor fight. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. He didn't get exhausted, but he did slow down, and that's what everyone points out to in the Connor fight. Oh well, Connor won around against him, which is the round he took off because he kind of got tired, you know, trying to finish him. Yeah, because to get his arms, arms to loosen up again and shit. So. I'm not saying Habib can't fight five rounds. I mean, he's a takedown machine, but well, I he just doesn't don't, get tired. I think that Habib likes and respects Justin, so I don't think he will... And I think they're both managed by the same guy, right, Ali? Yeah, and, but then the, uh, Justin's also... He said it wasn't that big of a deal. They, they make it a big story than it really is. But that uh, Justin, quote-unquote, like helped Habib cut weight one time. But Justin just cleared that up in his media day the other day and said, wasn't that serious. I just, like, helped him out of the tub when he needed a little help, like from like the hot water tub but uh but i mean i it's obvious that those guys respect each other too they're not going to go in talking shit so i don't think khabib's going to try to put a real beating on him like he did connor i like i said i'm going to stick to it and i think he gets a second or third round submission what about uh going off of uh, justin what if what do you think because i know you're a big colby fan are you you like him you know respect him whatever how do you feel about justin Saying he's one of the biggest pieces of shit he's ever met. <laughs> I'm a Colby fan. I like Colby Covington. I think he's a fucking badass motherfucker for he's a, sure. He's a great fighter, but like he could be fighting for the BMF belt with all the shit he talks and how badass he fights. Like he just fucks people up. Cardio king, as he likes to say. Fucking porn star cardio is fucking hilarious. Like some of the shit that comes out of that guy's mouth is fucking hilarious. So I'm not for his whole gimmick. Obviously, but uh, some of his shit is truly hilarious. And the guy can fight. But um, I really, really, really like Justin Gaethje. I think he's a lot like a natural lightweight. And I think Colby would run him over. 
I don't see it happening. Like if that that fight would never ever happen though, but I, I really do think Colby would run him I over. Mean, I, I wouldn't say never because wherever there's money to be made, I think Dana would agree to it. But I I do not agree. I don't think that fight will ever happen. But I I um just myself. But yeah. I would rather Justin win that fight than Colby. But just realistically speaking, I I think Colby's too big for him because Colby cuts weight to get to 170, probably from around like 190 200. Which isn't like that much bigger. I'm guessing probably Justin's probably realistically around like Keep 170. Mind, Justin has legitimate, no questions asked, no second thought, one shot power. For sure, like he could definitely check him with one of those hooks and shit. And he has really good boxing and head movement and stuff. But We've I just think Colby is, is really smart. Justin is a certified, decorated wrestler. For sure, Colby gets really close to you though, and he's really smart about it. So, I just Justin Gaethje kicks leg kicks guys from. Chest to chest. He doesn't yeah. care how close you are. I'm hearing you, bud. I just that's how I think that fight would go down. Crazy. I'm hoping I'm wrong. Trust me. I just analytically speaking, that's what I would that's what I would expect. I, I would expect it. it to be a kind of dominant I performance. Bet everything on like if they fought right now, I think it would be a kind of dominant performance by Colby Covington. And I would not want that to happen. I'd want Justin to go and knock him out. And be like, oh god, Gaethje's a badass, and then like backflip off the cage and shit, because that's what we come to know and love from Justin Gaethje, though, right? Like Colby just puts beatings on people. As a, as a Colby fan, I'll just say Colby really just pe- puts beatings on people and does it the whole time. Like he kind of just outworks and kind of dominates fights, but does it the entire time. Justin goes in there and fucking looks like a Spartan war from like start to finish, you know, and then it lasts as long as it lasts, and like afterwards we're all like, holy shit. Fight of the year, fight of the year. So, I don't know. I would, I mean, as a Colby fan, I'm a bigger Justin fan than Colby fan. I would want Justin to go in there and fucking have a Justin Gaethje fight and just knock him out. But I really think it'd be a Colby Covington dominant performance. Uh, five round, five round victory or no, five round victory. I don't think he submits him or does anything else. I believe five round victory if in that dream match of yours. What about you? I think. And I'm not, because, well, not that anyone listening to this would know, but between me and you, it's very obvious I don't like Colby. I think he's an amazing fighter, but I just think the gimmick he's choosing to use is, you know, it's kind of bullshit. Can you say that some of his stuff is funny, though? Yeah, I mean, everyone's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody, but most people are funny. Everybody's funny. Everyone has their moments, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite thing that he says or has said? I just, uh... Say something nice about Colby Covington. <laughs> I don't know because I mean I, I don't follow him. I don't I don't follow him on Instagram. I don't really look at his interviews. Yeah. Unless, you know I have to, but I mean, outside of fight night, you know, if, you know your your usual media scrum. I don't. Or his post fight interviews. Yeah. I don't what about Brazilians? You filled the animals. <laughs> this place is a dump. Was that funny? No. What about uh, his video when he goes up to Dana White at the poker table? Was that funny? <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah, you could argue that's funny, but... It's kind of funny in hindsight, right? When I saw it that night, I was like, it's a little cringy, and I don't know if you should be doing that, to be honest, but in hindsight, it's a little funny. But yeah, so how do you think that fight goes down in a dream world? Justin stops him in the second round. Damn, that early? Yeah. I, if he stopped him, like if, I, if I'm playing devil's advocate against myself, I think it's third or fourth second, knockout. Second. And I think it's like fucking wham like and he gets like legit stopped on the feet and then probably maybe one or two follow-up shots and that's a wrap because and i think justin's kind of hurt by that time too no because justin uh 
he's already proved in literally every single fight he's been on, win or lose, that he carries power all rounds. Right. And I just don't see Cody, Cole, Colby, hurting him. Did you watch any of the uh, media days? Four. Like the Khabib versus Justin? Uh, I just saw the, most recently I just saw the, the Justin one, you know, the oh. one that we've been referencing. Right, you haven't seen the Khabib one yet? I saw that they asked him about uh, his father. Yeah, I think I mean it's fair. I mean it's a fair question, but it's the way that he asks is like retarded. But no, I think it's fair that on the stance that Habib took. Yeah. Like, like I mean, you know, common sense. Like, yeah, yeah just have just common leave sense. Leave him alone. Like, it's obvious. Like, ask Habib, a different Habib, question about his dad. Not like, is it hard? Yeah, like, you just Habib have ordered it perfectly. Stupid. You know, when he started roasting that guy. Yeah, he's like, like do you have a father? Yeah, yeah. like. Would it be hard? Like, of course. Like, yes, moron. But um, in that same interview, he said that Dana told him he has something special for him after this fight. What do you think it is? GSP. Did you hear recently Dana was on Barstool Sports and he said, um, there's a guy named, I believe, Robbie Fox. And he said uh, that he had Khabib almost agreeing basically agreeing to do the ultimate fighter in Vegas against Conor McGregor, but Conor McGregor started all that shit and released those fucking things, and Khabib said, basically, fuck this guy, he's not a man, because he's releasing personal messages and shit, and he said no more fight, like, no more uh, ultimate fighter, essentially, but he basically had him agreed to it. Isn't that crazy? I mean, but Dana White's a liar, so who knows if that's true. <laughs> Dana White's a great guy, but he's a liar, right? He's a promoter, he's li- he lies. Connor just proved that with the for me, <laughs> for me, I hope, I hope Habib doesn't fight Connor anymore. I hope so too. Like, and I, I like, I kind of like Connor. I agree with that. I like Habib way more, obviously, but I hope he says fuck you and just never gives him a rematch. Because for me, because I mean, between me and you, we've been talking about UFC for years. But you know, for the listeners that we may or may not ever get. <laughs> I can't stand Connor. I think he he's a wonderful athlete, and I'll never judge him or you know knock him for making the millions upon millions he's made. Yeah. But he has done like nothing ever since he became quote unquote champ champ, which you know that's dope in itself. But I mean, his his hardest fight is against Nate Diaz. You could argue he steamrolled Donald Cerrone, but I mean that's Donald Cerrone's thing. You never know if he's gonna show up or fight or not. But yeah, that's fair. Nate. In my opinion, even though I respect him, love him, I think he's overrated. The way he's being built now, you know, in the modern age of him being this killer. I mean, like I said, I think he beat him handedly, soundly. He also fucking uh, beat Dylan Dennis while I'm at it. <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think he should rematch him. I, I agree with you. Connor has. To, I mean, so what do you? He'll think? never do it, but Connor has to fight. I think he has to be Dustin. You could argue he could fight Tony. Well, he said they're trying to make that fight now, so yeah. smart for Connor to do that because then so, he would. I, I think Khabib's a man of his word. If well, he beats, right. if he beat Dustin, I think he would well, fight him. To get it, he's gonna have to be a contender again. He's gonna have yeah. to compete. Well, I just think way. if he just beat Dustin, I think he would fight him. Mm. I think Khabib's a man of his word. I think man of I honor. Still, I still think. I mean, well, obviously, Justin Gaethje's uh, the number one contender, you know, the interim. But yeah. I, st- I still see Tony as the number one. For me, that's everyone else is competing through him. I feel you. So what do you think it was that Dana was talking about? 
Like when he said that what Khabib was talking about when he said Dana told him specifically he had something special for him after this. I think it's GSP. Yep. Dude, I just saw GSP on Instagram this morning. He looks super fit, obviously, but he didn't look that slim. To me, he didn't look as slim as his previous post that I had seen. He looked a little bigger, like a little bit more muscular. I think. I think. Or do you think he's just done with the test cut, quote unquote? I think he's done with the test cut. I think because he looked a little bigger. I think GSP knows. And all I and I think and he can make the weight now yeah. if that's what Dana was alluding to. And I think we'll know for sure, hundred percent, gonna know if the fight's gonna even happen on the twenty seventh if he wins. If he wins, we'll I, know in the post fight interview what Dana's gonna say. In the, I mean, in the post fight press conference. Yeah, not even the post fight. Probably like right after he beats Gaethje, Habib's gonna call out GSP. But I would do. Yeah. Like you know, say whatever they have. A I don't know. Habib doesn't do that though. Maybe. But I mean, he already said it, and like. He only I know, calls I know. for the belt and then called out No, no, no. I'm not saying he's looking past Gaethje, but he already said, like, oh, I'm going to smash Gaethje, and then I want GSP, and then I want to retire. So he, already called, him yeah, so he already called him out. That's what I'm saying. Say he fights Gaethje, you know, beats him, however you want to say it, submission, decision, whatever. I think he calls out GSP. And I think, you know, behind closed doors, <coughs> GSP already tried to uh, the weight cut and he knows how close he could get or if he could actually make the 155 weight limit i feel you for me that's the only thing that would surprise i guess yeah habib because i don't think he's interested in connor i don't think he wants money it's so crazy how good khabib is that everybody always talks about what's next for him instead of what could be next for the other guy <laughs> i still think because i like khabib I'm a big fan, but I still um, think he's at a very. I'm, I'm his. I'm his biggest fan. I think he's at a very easy UFC career. I don't know if that makes sense because he's inactive for long periods of time. There are no easy fights, like. But I mean, just and his career, his resume isn't like I would say like Connor's where it looks better a, at, with time. Right, but he's also not that active. Right. He really. Tony fucking. He's not took, that active because he, he was more injury prone. He took out the entire division, dude. Yeah. Until, you know, he ran into Justin. But I mean... Literally ran into Justin. Those, that but Justin I mean, runs into Tony, in, by, in my eyes, will forever be the go to that division. You could argue that he's lost or whatever, but Tony fucking took out everybody. Up-and-comers, the guys at the top, the contenders. He cleaned out everybody, dude. There's no, there's no second to Tony. To me, In my eyes, it's Tony then Habib. You know... We're both Mexican. Tony's also Mexican. Or I guess Hispanic, Latino, whatever. He's right with people. But uh, El Cucuy, I know what El Cucuy like is and stuff, but does it translate to Boogeyman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I would translate it to Boogeyman, right? Like, we all know what the Cucuy is, but I was like... I know you're not Mexican. I was like, but does it just straight up translate to Boogeyman? Probably not direct. That's what I was saying. No, I was like, we all know what Cucuy is. And I was like... I was like, but does it just straight translate to Boogeyman? I was like, is he the Yoana you dare take? Of 155? <laughs> That's how literally everyone's going to know you're not Mexican. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, that's, that's, my, that's my thought. Uh, maybe, obviously, I'm, I mean, maybe saying an easy fight is wasn't the right choice of words, but he's had an easier career. As I, that's how I could put it. Because he goes out for, you know, one year, two years at a time. <coughs> yeah. Back, fights a guy who necess- not isn't an easy fight, but isn't a, a top contender. Then he, you know, goes out again for another year, 
comes back and fights a, a Barboza that everyone else can't wrestle. You know what I mean? Comes back and wins the title off. I mean, no disrespect, but he beats. He wins his title off Ally Aquinta. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but then, I see it. And then he fights Connor. Do you respect Ally Aquinta? Yeah, I love the dude. Okay, but cool. Because. We, Ally Quinta would I would put it in the same regard as winning your belt off of Kevin Lee, which is how Tony won an interim championship. But I mean, nobody yeah. remembers interim championships in the UFC. Let's be honest with each other here. Tony's so, been like the two-time interim title champ, dude. That's retarded. One time he lost the second fight oh, yeah. with Justin. One time interim champ. But I mean, then he got stripped of it too. He would have been the I mean, only person to win the interim belt twice. Yeah, he did get stripped so of it. So that doesn't make sense. But doesn't then, make no sense. But then you have guys that like Connor that go. I mean, obviously because he's a cash cow, but goes years without fighting and doesn't get either of his titles stripped when he was, you know, the champ champ. Yeah, I feel you. So, like I said, I mean, I don't know what this little media rant, if that's what you want to call it, is about. But to me, Tony Ferguson is by far the greatest. There's no sec. There's no one close. If, you to know second. what's weird? If he retires today, I don't see him being in the Hall of Fame. Mm, maybe Habib will be. Yeah, I mean, if he retired before the Justin fight, making millions upon millions for the company. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like he's arguably a bigger star than Connor, with how big. Uh, he, no, he's way bigger than Connor. Yeah, I mean, way bigger. I th- I, I think so too. I, I just say I don't arguably think the US for casuals acknowledges and stuff. how big. His Russian demographic. Yeah, is. for sh- that's what I'm saying. Like, and the Muslim community in right. general, like, outside of Russia. But Plus, Russia's he's huge. got motherfucking Putin on his side, you know. Yup, Putin, the Putin gangster. But Tony, sponsored by Putin. Tony, <laughs> Tony will forever be the goat of this division, and I think he beats Habib. I feel you. Ten out of ten times. I'll be generous. Eight out of ten times. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think he beats Habib. Eight out of ten times. He beats I think Habib Habib's him. No. Khabib's gonna straight ragdoll him. He goes, I'll smash you. I'll smash you. No. He's gonna smash him. But, um, I don't know. Tony's not gonna fight. Connor and Dustin are gonna fight. Dustin's gonna swoop in and take that fight. I think the smart fight. To Which make... is crazy, because I think they both would have turned down Michael Chandler, who's also on Fight Island. What do you think is gonna happen? Do you I think, think it's uh, disrespectful that Michael Chandler is the back coach? Well, I mean, kudos to him. He worked out a tremendous deal for him, but I think it's disrespectful. Yeah. Especially all these years of uh, Dana White fucking shitting Bash all over Bellator. Yeah, shitting all over Bellator. And Shout out Oker. to Bellator. So, I think it's super disrespectful. Especially then it makes him just look like a huge hypocrite. You know, when it's like, hey, uh, I know you're from a rival competitor, but you deserve a shot to be, our, you know, her backup. Do you think that all the previous, you know, UFC people, personnel... Um, faces, recognizable things, and I and I mean like people like you know Josh Thompson is a commentator. I'm a huge Josh Thompson fan. Shout out to Josh Thompson. You know people like John McCarthy is commentator. Uh, what's his name? Goldie. You know Mike Goldberg's commentator. And then we see some of the refs in Bellator. You know Herb Dean sometimes and other things like that. Well, I'm just saying. Let me. Fin- Do you think that something like that makes Bellator look? better as a product for casuals and hardcores and I, I know you don't watch Bellator that's why I was giving all the examples or do you think that they would look better in the eyes of somebody like yourself who I would call a hardcore and casuals as well if they had like kind of all their own stuff I know referees aren't 
wouldn't be able to do that because they're commission-based. But, like, if they didn't have, like, anybody that you recognize from the UFC, I know that's kind of impossible with Dana White said like, it best. All their best guys, all their biggest draws. Well, I just mean, like, all, all that stuff that you that recognize. Do you think that it would go. look like a better or worse product? Like, if it wasn't things that you recognize. Like, if they built everything from the ground up, kind of like the UFC did. Like, because we recognize all those faces, so the refs, we won't, that won't ever change. We'll still well, recognize people. I got, a, I got people. a perfect counter-argument. But, like, voices and faces that we recognize, like, with John McCarthy and Josh I mean, Thompson I got, doing I analyst good, work. I got a good counter-argument. Like, what if it was Michael Chandler and Eddie Alvarez? Hold on. It's safe to say Michael Chandler is by far Bellator's greatest success story, right? You could argue? Him and Eddie. Yeah, him and Eddie, for sure. All right, well... Me and you stepped outside right now and you asked anyone, hey, who's Michael Chandler? Yeah, no idea. Well, there you go. But a lot of them would say that for UFC guys, too. You, you could just say, who's Conor McGregor? Oh, he's that UFC guy. For sure. Or uh, who's, for sure. Who's, who's Habib Nurmagomedov? Oh, it's that Russian guy from the UFC. Likely, but Conor for sure in America. You know what I mean? Yeah, but 100%. I, I'm I just agree saying, with you. No, I agree with you. You're there's, right. There's a big difference between Bellator that's a good point but I'm just saying that's what I mean like do you think if there was so so you kind of answered my question then it's obvious meaning like if you're recognizing a little bit of UFC faces on the Bellator product it kind of enhances it a little bit I guess but I mean it all depends on from which viewpoint you want to take if you're a hardcore I mean even though that sounds uh and you're watching all MMA yeah like even you know just phrasing it as a hardcore fan you know yeah. someone who's like legitimately passionate about the sport who follows you know, fighters throughout their entire career, their coaches and all that shit. Well, I was just wondering because I mean, the UFC is starting to do a lot more homegrown stuff. Like, it's all fighter-related now. Commentators are fighters and I things love. like that. Yeah, I love it, too. I was just wondering if Bellator would look like a better product or worse if it was homegrown or if you were seeing a lot more UFC faces, quote-unquote, over in Bellator. I think... I don't think Bellator will ever achieve anything the UFC has ever achieved. And uh, as much as I would like a cross-promotion fight between them, you know, just uh, the way Ryzen did with Bellator, the champ versus champ. Volkanovski would be the perfect fight. But uh, uh, but then I have to take Dana's side. I don't see why he would have to subject his company, you know. I mean, it sounds, it sounds kind of weird, but I don't see why he would subject his, uh, his uh, I guess, his cattle, his roster of fighters against Scott Coker's because there's no one there. Yeah. There's nobody Only there. Only the and, Patricio. Patricio. And then, Like, for literally, me, that's it. For me, at a certain point, the record's got to matter. You know? And everyone in Bellator has shit records. I mean, I hate to say it, but... Majority, but I mean, that's not that's not as often as anymore. You got to tune in. But I do hear what you're saying and you're making good points. So, like I said, Michael Chandler and even Eddie Alvarez, arguably two of their biggest stars, I mean, that I know of. And this is me, someone who's, who's involved as a sport, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't really know anyone from Bellator. Ben Ashkin was from one, and he was already retired for, what, like two years before he signed over to the UFC. Him alone generated more hype than Michael Chandler and Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, like him fighting. But the, to be fair, Ben, ben Ashkin had the help of DJ also, you know, swapping out with them. That's that's how I view it. I mean, Dana said it best. Bellator is, it is what it is. It is what it is over there. Bellator for B League or what? Yeah.
that's where everyone that isn't cut for the Do you UFC agree with Joe goes. Rogan that Bellator is not a good name? I think it's stuck now. I mean, it is. It's it's stuck just because we're used to saying it, but I mean, I kind of agree. I don't think it's a good name. What would be a good name? Let's rename Bellator right now. So yeah, like, go ahead, rename Bellator for me. I don't know. I guess you're just kind of putting me on the spot. But I mean, I think the UFC, you know, Ultimate Fighting Champion, it's very simple. Or even World Series of Fighting. What if it was Bellator Fighting Championship? (laughs) 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 Would that be funny or would that be a big slap in the face to the UFC? Or would that be embarrassing for Bellator? Can't be any worse than Bellator, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. That's funny. Isn't it Bellator Championships or something no, like that? No, it's just... Just Bellator, right? Bellator. That'd be funny. Bellator Fighting Championships. BFC. I mean, I mean it is Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, right? Even Bare Knuckle has a better name than Bellator. It's straight to the point and it's... <laughs> oh, man. The BFC Bellator Fighting Championships. Well, that'd be funny. Uh, so, I mean, I guess, I, guess all that are, I guess all that answers my... We can't name Bellator. Yeah, we can't. We're not good promoters. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're not very creative when it comes to naming uh, naming your product. You're going to have to figure it out. We believe in you. You've gone this far. Uh, I don't believe in you because it's... <laughs> I mean, Scott Coley did some dope shit throughout his life. I mean, he's obviously successful, but all he's doing is poaching guys off of the UFC who let's go. Yeah. Sometimes, most times, yeah, you're right, can't lie. But I mean, what is free agency if it's not at least tested and bought into? Right, so. right. like I'm not against it, and I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, you could argue that... Fighters have... and fighters have left. There's somebody just recently that fought I, I know Fadoom has uh, hinted that he might leave. That he's probably going to go to Bellator, too. Right. Which he just tweeted that Scott's uh, his like, former boss, and yeah. blah, 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 like all that bullshit. So. I also love Verdum, but I think it just, like I said... I'm not shitting on Bellator, even though I kind of am, because you could argue, or even you could say, UFC legitimately has a monopoly on all things MMA. Yeah, I feel you. That's fair. So, nothing, I mean, at this point, like, what could Scott Cooker really do, you know? Yeah. I think that they said that the uh, Adesanya-Izzy fight sold, like, 700,000 buys. Do you think Khabib, Justin, will do more? Easy. A million? Easy. Khabib's huge, huh? Khabib alone is probably worth 300. Khabib's huge. And Justin's going to get like 300 himself. He's fucking knocks everybody out. I mean, that, the highlight, that, that adds up to 600,000, but you know what I mean. The highlight, yeah, I know. But I'm, the highlight. But even then, that's like a legitimately stacked card. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. You know, I think they're trying to go out of Abu Dhabi with a bang. I feel you, bro. Is there anything else you want to address on this one before we close yeah, out we here? We could talk about Matt Sarah real quick. Talk fighting with... Uh, Joshua Fabia? Yeah. Diego Sanchez. Yeah, at, least, at least you know his name. I'm on the Matt school of side. The school of self-awareness? What an I'm idiot, cool. huh? I'm on Matt Sarah's side. I didn't, How I can you have name. the school of self-awareness and you would go up to somebody like... Especially Matt Sarah. I mean, even... But just during, like, fucking their eating and yeah. shit. Like, just... You're a fucking idiot. Like, you're a rude-ass idiot. It's like I said, uh... It's the same thoughts that I have on uh, Henry Cejudo's coach, Costa's coach. He wants to be the famous one. I think Matt Sarah said it better. But that guy's obviously a better coach. Yeah, I guess. Costa just got knocked out. So. It is still, he's still a better coach. That guy's a fucking idiot. I right, mean, but... Uh, to close out, Diego Sanchez's coach is an idiot. Joshua Fabio, you're a moron. Uh, you're you know you, do, you you're, deserve, you're, you're not, not self-aware a, of yeah, shit. Yeah, you're not self-aware of shit. 
Know. You deserve to get raw dog probably. No, I'm, got, I'm just kidding. You got, you got <laughs> and you got lucky, Matt Sarah let you off so easy. Yeah, you definitely got lucky that Matt Sarah left you off so easy. This is episode two of the My Best Friends podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Joseph, my co-host Eduardo. Catch you guys later.